All right, welcome back to the second episode of the Slippery Boys. Uh, we are back tonight to talk a little bit uh NBA to start, and then I think we'll get into some NFL. We're going to be joined by our fifth and final co-host, Brad Woodcock, later tonight for the NFL portion. But tonight, I'm joined by Jake Giordano, Ben Colbert, and Evan Kelly right now. Uh, so we're going to start by getting into a little bit of the finals. We'll touch on a few things, Jaws, suspension. Has come out since our uh, most recent episode, edging closer to the draft. Nuggets are our new NBA champions. And uh, Ev, maybe you want to give us your thoughts on the uh, NBA finals now that it's all said and done? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I expected the Nuggets to win. I think I predicted Nuggets in six, ended up Nuggets in five, so not too far off. Um. Definitely very happy to see the Nuggets win it. I feel like they did it the right way. Jokic, Murray, Porter, all drafted. Gordon won kind of under the radar trade. Um, Bruce Brown under the radar signing. Um, my feeling, yeah, they were built organically. Mike Malone, I think a lot of people don't realize, is the fourth longest tenured coach behind uh, Pop, Kerr, and Spolstra. So the fact that they stuck with him, there were a couple earlier exits than they probably would have liked and they still stuck with them stuck with Murray when he was hurt so I feel like they did it the right way so happy to see them rewarded yeah um I think complete I I feel like you you can't dislike the Nuggets I mean if you lose to them you're always going to have something to pick a bone about but like all around Jokic is as likable as they get. I think Jamal Murray really talked about them. They're likable. DB, you want to give any thoughts? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was always the Nuggets. I think this was their season. They like started to fall off a little bit later on in the season. And that led people to start overreacting, myself included. But they, I mean, they coasted through the playoffs. I think they lost like like maybe four or five games in total. I don't really remember. Not that many games. Um, they're lucky, I think. They got to play against a G League team in the finals. That always helps. Uh, what Max Struess and Gabe Vincent did in the finals should, will be studied in history textbooks for years to come. Jimmy Butler, story for another time. Jokic, love the dude. This whole, like, doesn't care about basketball thing is kind of getting a little overplayed. Uh, as you can tell, I'm negative about it. Whatever. Should have been me. Never will be me. That's all I have to say. I, there's one more point that I forgot to bring up that I want to mention. Um, I think the Nuggets title will hopefully bring back um, teams really going for it in the regular season. Like, the Nuggets... They had the number one seed locked up and kind of coasted. And you see they were rewarded with Timberwolves, Suns, Lakers, Heat, all teams that on paper they're clearly superior to. So I think that hopefully going forward teams will look to lock up those seeds. Although you do see on Twitter some people saying Mickey Mouse path to uh, the finals, but I'd rather have a path to the finals than uh, not. So I think that hopefully teams see – how they treated the regular season and do that going forward rather than load managing their way through getting a tough matchup and going out earlier than they hoped. 
I guess the uh the one counterpoint to that would be the other side of the bracket was an eight seed making it. So like it wasn't two eight seeds in the conference finals. So like they were in a weird way. It's like both where Nuggets were definitely the best team in the regular season. Uh maybe the Bucks and the Celtics. Um but yeah, it's weird how successful the Lakers and Heat were. Um, I'm kinda just gonna agree with Sana here. Like I went like I went um Nuggets in like five or six and so uh, clearly they were the best team throughout the you entire season. You had them in six. I did? Yeah, it was six. It was six. All right. I think I, we can go back on the tapes, but I mean they were clearly the best team throughout the whole season. And I mean, as Sai said, they're like a very likable team. I disagree I mean, with that. Dude. Jokic second round pick easy to root for it and causes no problems. Michael Porter Jr. goes through three back surgeries. Ja, I mean, ja, ja, um, Jamal tears his ACL, comes back from that. I mean, Bruce Brown, scrappy player. I mean, you just have all likable guys on the team besides Christian Brown. I hate that guy. I think Ben was disagreeing with that. You said Iro- that ironic that you don't like Christian Brown, Jake. Am I wrong on that, Ben? Were you just why, yeah? Why you disagree? Like what did I say? Do you disagree you with the fact think... that they're likable or that they're the no, 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 no? I like the I like the Nuggets a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm happy they won the championship. You think they weren't the really best am. team the whole year? You said they were the best team the whole season. I don't. I disagree with that. I think the Bucks were the Bucks went on like a four, like a forty game win streak or something. I think the Celtics for the first twenty five games of the year were like the be- one of the best offenses ever. I think it was forty three. It's how you finish. Just, Consistently through the season, though, they were always just like one of the best teams. In the yeah, league. I agree with that. And yeah, I said they're always at one. They're like pretty much a top three team winning the NBA Finals throughout the whole year. Even though everyone was kind of referring to like all the years they got knocked out early, and that's why they had skepticism. But yeah, they're obviously, just like a top three team the entire year. Yeah, I also have. You were talking about like the uh, maybe not the mold, but like trying in the regular season and hopefully that paying off. I feel like the other lesson that would be good if it's learned is just like not giving up on roster construction just because it doesn't work for one, two, three years. Um, there's certain other big teams that have been really good trying for it for a few years that could just run it back and hope for the best. Um, so that I feel like that's they're stuck by their guys and sure they strengthened a little bit with like Aaron Gordon over the years and had good role players, but their core remained. The other thing, uh, I'm always first to admit when I'm wrong. Last episode, I, I thought there was a chance. I thought I would go to seven. I thought the Heat might edge it out. Uh, but that that was just me kind of having some fun on the podcast. If you want to check my Twitter, I also tweeted out uh, anyone who wants to quit their nine to fives can put all their funds into Nuggets plus 400 to win the NBA championship. And they'll be able to quadruple their money. Um, so, well, I can, I mean, like having watched the Heat for a long time, like I can see, and someone who also likes to edge, like I can see why you were edged, like you wouldn't edge them out. I mean, that's like that team is scrappy as hell. Like they could have taken it to seven, they could have taken it to six. It was just like a matter of what happened in like on the margins of each of those games. Seven isn't even that long. Um, 
All right. Well, then I guess now we're officially in the uh, NBA offseason. Um, kind of for most sports, a boring time, but in the NBA, it really gets right into the action. We're uh, under a week away from the NBA draft. Already some players like Draymond declining his uh, player option. Um, so we're still kind of in the thick of it with NBA news coming out. The Bradley Beal trade just happened. Maybe we'll touch on that. Uh, for one, I don't know if any of you guys know this little fun fact I found recently. Uh, I, I don't know if any any of you off the top of your, of your head can order Buddy Heald, Bradley Beal, Stephen Adams, and Drummond in order of age. I think I think I could. Okay. Well, I know that Drummond is like ridiculously young compared Dude, he's, to he's he's twenty nine. I think I think Drummond's twenty nine. I think Stephen Adams or thirty too. I think it go. I think Stephen Adams is youngest. Then Drummond. Yeah. Then Beald. Then Beal. Then Heald. I think Heald is. I think you flipped yeah. Heald and Beal. He, no, I think I think Heald is. Heald went to college for like ten years. Who was the player that like? Heald's also been in the NBA for like ever. I feel like he's like sneakily been in the NBA for like seven years. Who was the player think... that like gained a year? Not seven, but like you know what I mean. Who was that? Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? I I'm think like it was. Buddy Hield. I think it was Buddy Hield. Yeah. Oh, when Hield. they like he was just like 27 and then yeah, it was Buddy he's 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so Buddy Hield's the oldest. He's 30 years old. Then it's Beal. Uh, Drummond's the youngest. But the... yeah, it's it's a weird concept. But, yeah. Uh, I would love to speak on Bradley Beal and the. Uh, I would, yeah, I agree too. I want to talk on that. Um, yeah. Here's the here's the beauty of that trade. Yeah, right, it's one on. of those. It's hold one on. of those. Yeah, go ahead. Buddy Heald. <laughs> so December twentieth, twenty eighteen. Buddy Heald reveals he's twenty six years old, not twenty five, as previously <laughs> listed. That's just bizarre. Um. Yeah, it's one of those rare trades in sports where. The team that wins the trade by a landslide, I think, really doesn't get any better. Like, I think the Suns won that trade. I mean, they were just going to get a, a good haul, for, or like Beal's value was so low. I mean, I hate Bradley Beal, and I also think he's terrible at basketball. Obviously, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I just think the Suns got a lot. I think they got significantly worse replacing Chris Paul. I mean, you look at the Suns before Chris Paul got there. They hadn't made the playoffs in like 10 years. I mean, I also don't really like Chris Paul either, but I think the guy, like, is such a good floor raiser. And I think Bradley Beal is so, like, I just don't think he's going to win, make that team any better. I think they won the trade, but I just don't think it makes the Suns any more of a contender than they were last year. I mean, it's all, I think it all comes down to, like, what Durant can do, how healthy he can stay. I don't think Beal really moves the needle for that team at all in terms of contention. I would say... I agree and disagree with you there. I think I agree that it just doesn't make them better, but I also disagree that they won the trade. I mean, you just said they didn't get any better, yet they're adding $50 million to their payroll. How is that winning a trade? And I they just gave mean away in terms of the piece. assets that were flipped. Like, like I mean, they, they didn't give gained... up a lot for Beal. I mean, yeah, but, like, you got to look at the trade as a whole. Like, you got to look at it, like, money-wise, too, like, I mean, dude, I wouldn't have traded Peyton Pritchard for Bradley Beal, but it's what it's just how like Rudy Gobert got like fourteen for, for first round picks. Like it's just how, you know what I mean. It's like that's fair, but like also like speaking back on like 
how like the Suns didn't get better. Like being a Nets fan, I had to live through like Kyrie, Harden, and Katie, and like obviously all of them being hurt. And I feel like the Suns are going to be kind of in that same three guys who all want the basketball, and it's just not going to work out. So I don't think they're going to be better. I think having Chris Paul being like a pass first guy fits better with that team rather than Bradley Beal just being like his two and needing the like shots. So I don't know. I don't see it working. As a uh, as a good friend of mine once said, Luke Elliott actually once said, "There's only one basketball." Um, I feel like I'm fairly certain how usage, like an NBA team's usage rate adds up to 100 and i'm pretty sure those three alone all add up to over 100 uh so there's three guys that just kind of need the ball also i think it's going to be over 150 million tied up between the three of them for like three or four years uh and they're all past the actually how old is booker is he 27 right now yeah, um, they're just about all past the Ben Colbert's Ben Colbert statistical prime. Um, so that's another problem they're running into. But yeah, I agree with Ben's points, except I don't think they won the trade whatsoever just because of like all that's entailed with the contract. Uh, yeah, I mean, feels solid. But I, don't, I, I feel like that's just desperate. Um, I think the past has proven that when you just quickly see like a solid player available for trade and quickly act on it, it hasn't really worked. So that's why I'm kind of a fan of the teams that are kind of slowly not overreacting to things. I think Matt Ish, but Ish, he's trying to make it, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but he's trying to make a, uh, name for himself there and I don't know I just don't see it panning out yeah I um I'm probably a little higher on Beal than most of you guys but I also don't really think it moves the needle all that much they basically needed defense which he doesn't bring and playmaking which he doesn't really bring so I mean he's he'll help when Duran is hurt when Booker misses a few games um I mean, I I think he makes them better. They lost to the Nuggets in six. If they played with Beal, I think they lose to the Nuggets in six. But I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna judge the Suns yet because I think they got one more move. I think they're gonna move Aiton, and I want to see what they get for that. If they could get like two or three solid guys like who can play defense, I think that rounds out their roster a lot better. So if they kind of have something like that lined up, um, this trade I think will look a lot more favorable. But if this was just kind of on a whim and now they're going to try and figure it out with Aiden, then I really think it was kind of, I won't say a waste because I think getting a 30-point-per-game score for basically nothing, even though his contract is an albatross, I won't call that a bad trade. Not really what they needed, so I wouldn't say it moves the needle all that much. DeAndre Ayton, New York Nick. Dude, I don't know why people <laughs> say that. 
I, would, I, I could do. I saw. I would people. not trade. I would not trade Mitchell Robinson straight up for. DeAndre. It was like Mitch some picks and like Grimes or something, right? For DeAndre. Like, we are in such a good place with our contracts. I'm not trying to add a DeAndre Ayton Max to our team right now. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like every time like a mediocre star is available, people just throw him to the Knicks in a mock trade. But it just doesn't make sense pretty much any of the times. Uh, ben, I don't know if you wanted to have any more comments on the uh, Beal stuff, but if not, I think that, do you? Nothing? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, actually, actually, um, best I'm pure throw... scorer from St. Louis in the NBA today. <laughs> I'm going to throw out, just maybe segue into something else, but I mean, you said the Suns need some defense, and I mean, there is a free agent out there who they could probably get for pretty cheap, great defender, probably should take zero shots a game. So, I mean, having three guys who are going to shoot the ball every time. Imagine maybe, the, the three-point percentage maybe between Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks and fucking Bradley Beal. <laughs> maybe Dylan Brooks heads on over the Phoenix Suns. Give him two shots a game and just make him play defense the whole time because God knows they don't want him shooting the ball on offense. So, I'm going to let you – Third um, the ring as the Dylan Brooks enthusiast. Well, yeah, I mean, we we could do a whole episode on Dylan Brooks and we how should. overhated he is. Um, probably wouldn't get enough views as it deserves, but that you actually raise an interesting point because in the last three seasons, anyone want to take a guess at who's made more three pointers, Bradley Beal or Dylan Brooks? Can I ask the efficiency of those? anyone? Anyone? Can I just ask the efficiency on those those three pointers? Beal yeah. actually shoots shots. Brad, Bradley Beal was at thirty four percent, and Dylan Brooks was at thirty three percent. So if you're willing to trade, yeah, it's a one percent difference. I don't know. That's that's not going to make the jump from a fifty million uh, a year guy to a second team all defense. With but uh, how, how we don't need that to get into that. Also. <laughs> The, the range for, for Dylan Brooks is fifteen million to eighteen million. I think that's what he'll get, and the Suns aren't going to offer that to him. I mean, um, in the NBA, if they get rid of Aiden, though, clear that contract. I mean, fifteen to eighteen is that like what is Brandon Clark getting paid? Uh, ten or eleven. I mean, Dude, Brandon Clark's on a great contract. Exactly. Yeah, but like there's people uh, in the mm, NBA. Mm. There's people too, like Colin Sexton makes eighteen million dollars a year. I mean. Those like, are all people, regarded as terrible contracts. So it's not what you'd want to sign someone to. There's people in the I know, but like fifteen to eighteen million dollars in the NBA, I feel like is starting to become like nothing. Like people are like, it's true. Like, like Jalen Brown's like, about to make sixty million. Sixty million dollars a year. I mean, signing someone for fifteen is like, it sounds crazy, but it's like literally like starting to become like a role player is getting fifteen to eighteen million. It's true. I just I, I don't know if you win also, with I, that though. I don't like what was KCP and Bruce Brown on. Bruce Brown was four million. You know what's crazy? Bruce Brown actually signed the same exact contract as Patty Mills, and the Nets decided not to talk to Bruce Brown. Decided to sign Patty Mills instead. But we're just not going to get into that. That's what happens when you got KD and Kyrie running the front office. Okay, well, KD never said, literally, never said anything bad about Bruce Brown. That's a (sighs) Sean Marks error there. Kyrie probably like cast a fucking spell on him. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this is this is this is good. This is kind of where I wanted to uh, 
to get us. I feel like there's been insane amounts of rumors spreading uh, for just about every team. Obviously, the Knicks, there's some, uh, there's some heat that Obi Toppin might be looking to get himself uh, on the move, understandably so. His usage was far lower than it should have been. Uh, there's always the Mikael Bridges stuff. There's uh, lots of, because of Jaw, whether Tyus Jones will go talk to Ananobi. Um, I don't know. And the, the Celtics, there's the talk of the three. There's also, I don't, is there any rumors that Derek White, Brogdon, or Smart would be moving? Brogdon's that... gone. Brogdon's definitely gone. Pritchard's probably gone. Fingus Fingus is a Celtic. Oh, Grant Will. Grant Will, I think, will resign. Don't even get me fucking started about that. But Brogdon's gone. Brogdon's, we're going to get some good value off of him because he's not making a lot of money and he's on the last year of his deal. Somebody will take, somebody will buy, buy high for him. You know who might, or who I think should. Who is that? It's the Grizzlies. What are you going to give us for him? Uh, I've seen people wanting to do a three team trade and have Tyus Jones leaving the Grizzlies. Um, I would take Tyus Jones. Yeah, some people don't think the Celtics would want. Tyus Jones one for one. I think Tyus Jones is a great asset. I don't know if it would be enough to move the needle, but I don't think I yeah. I don't think I'd do one for one for Brogdon. Um there's talk and I this this is all mock stuff, but like you could like bring in like a Bogdanovich or uh I don't know. I'd also rather Derek White, but what about like a John Conchar? <laughs> um Yeah, Jitty. Uh, I mean, he plays the game the right way. What did you just call him? His nickname, Jitty. I feel like most NBA fans. No one fans, calls him. <laughs> I think most NBA fans know that, but you don't like uh, Jitty. I don't. I think most NBA fans don't even know who that is. Which is a crime. Let That's alone his nickname. Again, uh, we could have a whole podcast on him. Um, we have what? How can we forget what a seventeen rebound game? Next week, can we do the Dylan Brooks John Contra podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People can look forward to that. Um, that being said, Boone, you wanna you wanna take us through if there's anything you want done with the uh, Nets. So I feel like I kind of touched on it a little bit last time, but obviously some new stuff with Dame. Dame wanting to stay and to trade the third overall pick. So I mean, I don't know. The Nets are kind of in like a go for it, rebuild, kind of like, you don't really know where they're going to go. They have 21 and 22, I'm like, picks. So, I mean, they were looking to move up. I really have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know. They're going to re-sign Cam, Cam Johnson. I mean, you got Mikhail, Cam, Claxton. But, I mean, I don't know. I would like them to try and go for the third pick, ship out. Mikhail and just get younger because I mean I don't know I can't see like Mikhail being our number one I mean I don't know who's going to come into the Nets like I don't know who would want to come onto the Nets after the whole like Kevin Durant situation and all those superstars like I don't I can't see a superstar wanting to come to the Nets right now and so I don't know Mikhail is our superstar we're not winning anything so I'd like to ship him out get Brandon Miller Scoot maybe an Anthony Simons and kind of just get younger because I don't I can't see us winning, especially in the East. Yeah, I think if I'm the Nets right now, Mikhail's price is so high. Yeah, I mean 
The Grizzlies offered us four firsts and Dylan yeah. Brooks during the season, and we turned it down. So, I mean, I don't know. I think we can get – I mean, he's on one of the best contracts. He's probably, like, one of the best. I don't know. Not I don't know about any other contracts, but, I mean, he's on, like, what, $25 million for the next, like, three years. Like, he's on, like, an absolute steal of a contract. So, you're easily able to put him as, like, a two or three at his price tag and put him on a stud team. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd like, I I think it's going to be a very interesting few days leading up to the draft. I think everything happens before the draft. And so, I mean, we're, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fun day for the Nets. I think a lot of stuff's going to happen with the two first-round picks, Mikhail, and that whole situation. So, I mean, I, I could see that. I'll, I think the Nets will end up picking in the top ten at some point. So. Dorian Finney-Smith uh, might also be on the trade block. Or in the I mean, O'Neal. I feel, like him, I feel like it's just like Mikhail, Cam – Royce, Dorian Finney-Smith, it's just kind of repetitive. Like, we kind of just have, like, a bunch of three, like, not three and D wings, but, like, you just kind of, excluding Mikhail, but you just have, like, a lot of repetition. You're not really, like, you don't have, like, a prototypical power forward. I mean, like, Dorian, I'm not a biggest Dorian Finney-Smith. I love Royce, but, like, I don't know. We don't really have a great point guard, not the best two, so it's, like... Yeah, you guys are pretty terrible. I mean, I agree. I mean, there's not much there. We have Ben Simmons making $45 million. I mean, I like Claxton, but there's just not a lot for this Nets team right now. I feel like – but we have so many like possibilities that like, we can do. So, like, this Nets team is going to be completely different in the next week. So, we'll see. Um, uh, I'm excited. Um, maybe do you want to touch on the Knicks? Maybe whether it's RJ Grimes top in four first for Zach Levine or, or where you want. Yeah, I add five or six picks, but for Cat, no, I mean, I, I, I think there's a world where we trade for Zach Levine. I personally wouldn't, but I mean, I'm not going to be. Whatever, it depends. What I, I won't know until it happens. I would love for us to get Zion, but I think that's a pipe dream. Um, so I'll really just focus on Obi Toppin. I just want to say I have all the respect in the world for that guy. He has been treated so poorly by this Knicks team. Basically, just a lottery pick, backup power forward his first three years in the league, even when he has clearly earned more minutes. He's done everything they've asked of him. They basically made him a spot-up three-point shooter, even though his pro comp coming out of college was Amare Stoudemire. So that just shows you how poorly he's been handled. And in 15 games... He started in his career. He's averaged 21.6 boards and three assists. So I do think it's time to free Obi. I love the guy. I wish he would be a Nick for a long time, but I think it's time to let him blossom somewhere else. So I will not be upset if we move on from him, and I'll root for that guy anywhere he goes. I'm an, I'm an Obi guy, dude. I, I feel like every time I watch him when Randall's out, I feel like he always has a good game, like, even when he like, even if they give him like twenty minutes, which he like wasn't even getting, I feel like he always put down a decent stat line. His like percentages were always pretty good. I feel like, I feel like yeah, that's like that's that, your t- I feel like it's Tibbs, right? It's just like yeah. I don't know. I'm not like obviously not an expat, but I feel like it's the fact that Tibbs. he like never went public with any um like discontent, anything like that. Just he's he's a great dude, and he deserves to play more and have a bigger role because. He's not young. He came. He did three or four years of college, so he's already like 25, 26. So 
I'd like to see him get a real shot to play somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Benny Beers, you want to give us a, a minute or two scoop on the Celtics? Any any pipe dreams you have? Yeah, I guess I'll make this quick. Um, I think I I kind of change my mind on this every day and go back and forth on this every day. But I think at this point, what I want to do is fortify. I want like it's one of those tricky dilemmas that you get in sports where it's like you have a player reaching the end of their contract. Like you remember Mookie Betts like desperately wanted to get out of Boston. So Bloom had to move him and people were like, oh, he got such a terrible return for him. Yeah, I mean, he had to get rid of the guy. It's kind of a similar situation. Like Jalen, I think he wants out. I don't think he wants to stay here. I think we last dance it next year. I think we're we're doing a good job building a better coaching staff around Joe Maz. I'm really happy about the uh, the guy from Philly uh, and Sam Cassell too. I think we just fully buy in next year. Get rid of. I mean, Brogdon's probably out. Try and get some more depth on the bench. Pritchard send that dude to China. Uh, Grant will send him in fucking Pritchard suitcase. And I think we, I think we have the talent. I mean, I think we've had the talent for the past five years in a row. And I think next year, if it doesn't work, bye-bye Jalen. And we'll play it. We'll, you know, we'll go from there. Give me your starting five for the Celtics. You want. I don't know, because, like, there's just too many rumors around so many guys. I mean, I want Rob starting. Like, the only people I know I want in the starting lineup next year are White, Tatum, Brown, and Rob. I, I think that's basically all I can say. I don't know. Smart, that's, a lot of rumors. It's four out of five. What about yeah, Smart? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because I, I don't know. It depends. You know, there's small ball. I think Smart, I don't know. We could add him to the Dylan Brooks-John Conchar podcast. Um, you don't need a point guard, though, right? You have... Well, I mean, Derek White. Yeah, you have Marcus Smart, but you don't need a point guard. I've heard, I've been hearing that for years at this point. Now we have Riley, I mean, we, need, we don't need a point guard. We have we have Marcus Smart. I mean that that's kind of the reason why I have Derek White in that as a guarantee in that lineup, and I don't have Smart. I mean, whatever. Look, whatever we've been doing for the past six years, it doesn't work. Um, so I'm open to suggestion. Two things I'd say: Tyus Jones would round out that five very well. Um, and uh, what else was I, I was also going to say, I think you run the risk, though, if things don't pan out next year, you lose Jalen Brown for free. And God forbid it's like a second round exit or something. I think like Brad Stevens could be burned at the stake for that. Um, any thoughts? What, what, what happens when... Pat Riley and LeBron get the expansion team in St. Louis and Tatum wants out. What happens? <laughs> you know John Henry's in on that too. I'm serious. <laughs> I wouldn't I'm serious. I wouldn't and fucking what's that? Good thing John Henry's been saving his money too. Dude, John Henry's saw, been saving his money. Thank God. I saw John Henry, LeBron, Rich Paul, T- Kachuk, and Bradley Beal in Starbucks plotting some fucking shit the other day. I'm serious. I can, I you guys think see, I'm kidding. I can already see Tatum throwing out the first pitch at a Cardinals game. <laughs> uh, Kachuk's the backstop. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're about to wrap up. We're about to head to break. Uh, first, you guys each want to go around, give us who you would take if you had the number two pick, if you want to, without any reasoning. Scoot. Ben? Scoot. 
Jake? Uh, I know I defended Brandon Miller a lot, but I'm still going to go Scoot. Well, we all know that. That's his off-the-court problems that you defend, not the on-court. Uh, for me, Scoot. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back with uh, more NFL stuff. We're going to have Brad join us. Uh, so we will see you after the break. All right, welcome back. Uh, we are going to dive into the NFL, but before we do that, we got to introduce our fifth and final host, Brad, all the way back from New Zealand, recently touched down. Brad, you want to give us something? What's up, Slippers? My name is Brad. I'm happy to be here with all of you today. It's a glorious evening tonight, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting into things here. Yeah, so Brad is... Uh... As diehard a Patriots fan as we have on the pod, Ben is kind of a casual fan, but they both are uh, well-versed in the game. We obviously have Jake, who's a Jets fan. so we have some... I, w- I would like to point out how Ben says is a casual fan, but then, like, the second the Patriots win or lose, like, he turns into, like, the biggest fan ever. Like, this kid cannot I, I, care I, about For football. reference, I'm, I'm but just not a casual fan. I just, I just have watched re- my... I just watch my team win every single year, and now I want my other teams to win more because I've watched six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls. So I just have less of a drive now. You guys wouldn't understand. One day, one day you will. Maybe. The narrative's going to get old quick, but uh, uh, so Jay provides us some AFC East competition, and then Ev, Giants fan, I'm a Cowboys fan, so we got some NFC East competition as well. Um, we're kind of just going to rip through the uh, divisions, give some thoughts on it, some winners. Then we'll get into some awards, some betting, and we'll just see where the night takes us. Um, I say we start with the AFC East. I feel like that's going to be our uh, big ticket item. Um, I can give you my predictions right now. I've actually gone through predicted every game as I do every year, usually incredibly accurate. A lot of people base their betting off of it. And so I have the Bills winning the division at 11-5. and five. Uh, the Dolphins at ten and seven, the Jets at nine and eight, and the Patriots at four and thirteen. Just choked on my water. Um, you know, it's it's really just the untrained eye that says something like that. It's bi- It's just bias. It's not. It's nothing else. It's just bias. It's whatever. It's wait. What, it's, wait what did you have the Bills at? I have the Bills at eleven and five. Dude, there's seventeen games on. You're missing one, buddy. Am I? Adam, boy. Yeah, I am. Yeah, oh, oh the math major is falling apart. Let me go back <laughs> and... Uh, I clearly didn't click a button somewhere. Didn't have that one in the Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly gave them a second bye week, but... You must have been a little right. bit too well, timid to click well, on the pads. While Simon, well, while Simon is just clowning around here, I'm going to just throw my AFC's predictions in here. With You got the Jets 12-5, and five, Bills and Dolphins 11-6, and six. And Patriots four and thirteen as well. Jesus. Yeah. All right, I'll, wow. I'll step in and uh, be the level head here. Um, so I I will admit the Jets will be good this year. I don't think they're a division winner, but I do think they're a wild card team. The Patriots, by no means, will they be four and thirteen? <laughs> um, Why? Have you seen the schedule? I have. I think now we we got five dude, teams worth. Jets, we Bills, and Dolphins. Jets. Jets, Bills, and Dolphins. It's not that they got that much worse. It's the other teams in the division got that much better. The Bills got worse. And they're still better than the Patriots. They're both winning. They're winning two games anyway. 
right. The Patriots will be the Patriots will be in the eight, nine, nine, eight range. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch. I do. Um, they're gonna go zero and six in the division. How are they? I'll put where are they? I think that's the most sensible right, thing. Right, we're we'll on video right now. I already, I already said the Jets are a playoff team. Right, Jake, I'll put a hundred dollars on the on the Patriots six and a, over six and a half wins next year. I'll put a hundred dollars on it right now. Six and a half. Yeah. So, what, so they have to go. Se- so they'd have to go seven and ten. Yes. All right. Deal. All right. Cool. Let's go. All right. You can just bend me now. Okay. So. As of right now, after all that, Evan, you have the floor. <laughs> as of right, as of right now, I have the Bills winning the division. Although I am getting awfully, awfully close. Yeah, I don't to, think the Bills are going to declaring good. to declaring the Bills over. Stephon Diggs is an absolute head case. I would want nothing to do with that guy. He's, a he's, he's upset. He doesn't have a say in the offense. You're the wide receiver. You're not supposed to have say in the offense. You're also well paid. You get more targets than anyone in the league, practically. Josh Allen only throws to you, and then, like, one bomb to Gabe Davis a game. So I don't really know what he's upset about. I feel like he's just a guy that's always upset about something. Um, They lost a couple good defenders in free agency. Their defensive coordinator left. We all know Brian Dable was the man really pulling the strings behind uh, that whole operation. So I don't know. The Bills, there's definitely some reason to be concerned. I'm sure they'll beat the Chiefs in September and be declared the Super Bowl champions again like they are every year, but I'm just not that high on them. So if this dig situation keeps trending downward like it seems to be, I might have to pick the Dolphins or the Jets to win that division, but probably the Dolphins. Okay, why? Dolphins over the Jets. All right. Continuity. Do my best to stay to stay on an on an even playing field here as well. I think eight nine nine eight is a reasonable estimation for the New England Patriots. Unfortunately, uh, we've been in a great spot last decade, two decades. But in terms of the rest of the division, I, I don't think the Bills take it either. I think the uh, I, I think the Dolphins Jets two head to head games decide the division. Much as I much as I hate to admit that, but. Uh, I'm with that here. I think I think the Bills are I think the Bills are not necessarily slipping all that much, but I think there's a lot of heat coming in from the underside of this of this conference. Are we ready to declare the Bills slippery boys? Bills slippery boys. They may indeed be. Um, my one one of the things that stuck out most as I was going through the season, the Jets' start to the season is like historically hard. It's so crazy. I think it's, we might be like we might be like two and four in our first six games, but then we could probably and, that, like, and guess our, what? That would be the, the best six game start in Jets history. <laughs> but the last dude, the last like six games, we have like the Texans and like we have like the worst stretch of teams like in the entire league. I don't know. You you got the away just, at Miami. You got the Jets, away at Cleveland. Away at New England on the final game of the season, dude. Ro- after if that Aaron six games, starts two and four with the Jets. He's going to be in a fucking New York farm. media. Will have it's, him, dude. Which is the dumbest thing ever because you literally have the pack. You have the defending two two of the Super Bowl teams. I mean, the Broncos are a solid squad. Obviously, the Cowboys, Bills are both Super Bowl contenders. I mean, you literally have like four of like the best Super Bowl odds favorites right now. Like, there's not enough ayahuasca in the world. <laughs> but like, schedule. but then, dude, then you go down. You finish with Browns, Commanders, 
like obviously the Dolphins, Patriots, and then Texans, Falcons. Like, I mean, there's just not a lot there. For like like wins, those are just oh, there's gonna be a lot of wins. I mean, we're pretty much favored in all those games right now by about a touchdown. So well, I just want it's the Jets. There's gonna be a lot of wins. If you start two and four, the Zach Wilson I'm gonna be I no, I'm gonna get awfully loud. No, it's not. Quickly. It's not. It's not going to be loud because everyone understands what like the deal is. Like obviously, mm-hmm. we He's everyone knows Rogers life hallowed practice every day. He's slinging that rock. Some practice Listen, footage leaks. In a few years, Zach Wilson could be good. I'm not going to give up on him, but I don't know. I think I don't want. I think people are. I mean, it's New York media. Everyone overreacts to the smallest things. Like the second your team starts losing, you have New York media calling for everyone's head. I mean, that's just like what it is in New York. Like you just. It's just the way it is. Like, what comes with New York is what comes with yeah the media. It's just the way it is. So, I mean, lucky. It, it could it could be a slow start, but I'm not like going to be worried if the Jets are two and four after the first six games, knowing our schedule. Yeah, so fair, like there's like there's no panic. Like you just can't panic. Like it's a long season going for your first six games. Like there's no no reason I'm to panic. I'm sure you'll be very level headed. Yeah, I will be because I know the schedule. I mean, I'm not. I have. The Jets losing to the – I mean, we're home against the Bills our first game, though, but I have the Jets losing to the Bills away. I have the Jets losing to the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the, and the Eagle, uh, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Bills. So, I mean, that's four games right there, and those are, like, all in our first seven games or whatever. So, I mean, I'm not going to, like, overreact to losses that I've predicted to lose. Yeah, I mean, and Aaron Rodgers has always been so good dealing with the media, so if they get on him um... – you know he'll be able to be. He'll be fine. Not really. But, I'm not really worried about a 38 year old veteran quarterback with getting thrown off by the New York media and mental issues. Um, he yeah, I got them going one and five through the first six games. Then they hit the bye week. So when you guys have one win after the first seven weeks, I think the ticket's gonna be hot. Then it's the New York versus New York game. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God! When when you're, you're when, the bye week, when the bye week Rogers picks leak of him down in Machu Picchu with some Peruvian <laughs> tribes and the Jets are one five, I don't think things are going to be well. shining rainbows in here. Smoking on the herbs with the local tribes. Um. Anyone shout else out, have anything? Shout out my yeah, roommate yeah. abroad for smoking have, herbs with them. I um. Let me get my predictions. I accidentally deleted all of my uh, standings, but I I remember it basically. I think the Bills win the division at eleven and six, and then I have the then I have the Jets finish second, finishing second in the division. Patriots third, Dolphins fourth. We'll see. Excuse me. Enough said. Um, anyone else want to chime in on the the AFCs before we uh keep it moving? All right, let's uh let's dive into the. Let's AFC. just not forget about the hundred dollar bet. I just want to say that AFC North. Um, this to me, this is the best division in the AFC. Uh, this may ruffle some feathers, but I've got. The Ravens finishing at eleven and six, uh, winning the division. The Steelers finishing at eleven and six, and the Bengals finishing at ten and seven. I'm also, I mean, I am also on the Ravens yeah. train. I think the Ravens are going to have a big season. 
Um, I don't have every game marked like you guys, but I would go Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. Um, I think Lamar is in for a big time campaign. Finally got some weapons. Odell, um, Zay Flowers, right? Is that the guy they drafted? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him with some real talent on the outside. And uh, yeah, I just think that they're better than the Bengals right now on paper. Uh, I'm going to slide in here and say that let's not forget the Steelers picked up Allen Robinson. I just want to keep that in the front of everyone's head. I wanted to chime in on what's on Simon saying that that's the best division in the AFC. I mean, I disagree. I think it's AFC East there. It's obviously the AFC East. I mean, in terms of like, in terms of like, just really good teams, I mean, I don't like, I mean, I guess you could say the Browns. Like, I think the Browns and the Steelers are like, like, I think the Jets, I think the AFC East has three really good teams. And I feel like the North has two really good teams. Like, I can't, I don't really see like the Steelers as Browns as contenders. I mean, you have three like Super Bowl contending teams in the AFC East. So, I mean, what do you know about the Super Bowl, Jake? We won Super Bowl three, man. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. I stand corrected. Okay. Thank you. No, but I mean, I also, I mean, I have, but going back to the records, I have Bengals and Ravens at 12 and 5 a piece, but I have the Bengals just winning, uh, just based on, I have the Bengals winning that division just on tiebreakers. And then I have, I have, them, I have them winning that division based on Joe Burrow smoking a cigar four years ago. <laughs> I mean, that team is clearly better. I think the Bengals are better. They got offensive line help, so which I know they said that in the past. But I mean, Orlando Brown solid. But then Browns ten and seven, Steelers eight and nine. How are the Browns back in their way into ten wins? Browns ten and seven. I was just about to say that we haven't haven't glossed on the Browns yet. I mean, I, I feel like I, I, feel, I mean, also like obviously Deshaun Watson has had his uh, fair share of. Uh, difficulties the last few years, but I feel like he's still like a very talented quarterback. Obviously I wouldn't want him on my team with his past incidences because that's obviously some I don't think he should even be in the NFL, but he's obviously like a very talented quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think the Browns could be sneaky Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, so um would I would I be crazy? Would I be crazy in saying that that's the best division based on quarterbacks in the NFL? Yes, dude. Kenny Pickett. Oh well, you you just choose chose the worst one. I mean, Kenny Pickett's terrible. I don't think yeah, he's I terrible. Think is. But I think the AFC West. Probably, what about the AFC West? It's not the AFC West, dude. Pat Mahomes, Herbert, Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, you said Pat Mahomes and Herbert, and then acted like that was. Not fifty percent. I feel like just having those two quarterbacks completely like, like having just Pat Mahomes like already like is just like putting you over the edge. Yeah, I I heard all these Richard Riders saying that Burrow like one was competing with Mahomes. Dude, I love I love Burrow, and it's not even close. Like it's so what, not close. So what, I love Burrow best? my whole heart, but he's not better than Mahomes. Like it's not even close to what he's. Yeah, like, like. I I completely agree, but what he's the third best. I mean Herbert's right there too. Russell Wilson's gonna have a bounce back year. Lamar Jackson. I dude, I'm a big Lamar, Garoppolo guy. Lamar I think Garoppolo with with Devonta Adams. Like I don't know. I'm, I could, I'm talking I think, quarterback. I understand, but like 
in that in like the AFC West, like you have four like very like I I'm high on Garoppolo, so like that could be swaying me. But like I feel like you have four very good quarterbacks, and I feel like Kenny Pickett's. I think Kenny Pickett's terrible. I don't like I I'm, I mean you could like Kenny Pickett. I mean I I I could see the flashes, but I think Kenny Pickett's like not gonna like be in the league in a few years. I think he's terrible. I'm not sold on Pickett. But we can go. We can come. We'll come. We can come back to the AFC West when we get there. Okay, Ben, you want to give your thoughts on the? Uh, where yeah, are we going? yeah. My computer's all messed up. Hold on. <laughs> I have, I have Bengals winning the division. Uh, but R- Ravens going twelve and five. No, Ravens eleven and six. Bengals. 13 and 4. Uh, and then I have Browns and Steelers both sucking. I don't know. I, I can't tell what I, I'm looking at. My computer's all messed up. I have Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. That's my rankings. I, I, I think Deshaun Watson is. Gonna make some things happen. A good guy. No, I. In terms of in terms of playing football, I I think we're a bit quick to write him out over here. I mean, I think it goes without that saying that there's talent. I'm yet to see him. Is he like what's his record as a quarterback? Like, I see all the talent in the world, sometimes decent fantasy stats. He's yet to really string together much of, like, a winning record, is he? Well, he had the, he had the Texans in the playoffs a year or two. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, they blew that giant lead to the Chiefs. I think that was the he's last 31, time in the playoffs. He's 31 and 29 all time. He's just over 500. I mean, that's not bad considering yeah. how terrible those Texans teams were. For his that's more He's got 60 games played. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anything else on the uh, AFC North, or should we move it on? Let's keep it moving. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the AFC South, one of my favorite divisions, I think. Cycle <laughs> division. Um, I'll give you my take. I, I like the Jags this year, I'll be honest. Um, I got them at eleven and six. Then I have Texans at nine and eight. That's a that's a sleeping dragon. You do not want to mess with them. Uh, then I have was it the Colts and Titans at the bottom of the division? I don't. I forget what I have them in for records, but I have them being kind of terrible. Boone, you want to give us? Yeah, so I have um, the Jaguars at fifteen and two. I'm very listen. I'm very high on the Jaguars, and they're also going six and zero in that division. I mean, that division is absolutely garbage. Like, they're ter- it's terrible. I mean, so what's that? I have Jaguars fifteen and two, Texans at seven and ten, Titans at two and fifteen, Colts at one and sixteen. If Anthony Richardson starts for the Colts, they may never win a game ever again. That dude is absolutely garbage. He can't throw a football. Great. He could throw it 80 yards down the field. It's an absolutely nobody. 
He's terrible. He could run. A, he could run. Fantastic. He's it's the NFL. The dudes who are going to hawk him down. Like it's like he's just garbage. They suck. Ryan Tannehill is terrible. If he is even on the t- Titans, I mean they have Malik Willis. Probably the, they have the worst wide receiver core in the entire league. That team sucks. I mean Texans starting a rookie quarterback. I don't know. There's not a lot there for me. I think that division's terrible. Jaguars easily run away with it. I agree with Boone. I don't have the Jags going fucking fifteen and two. I'm not a madman, but I agree with Jake. Yeah, I'm pretty close in with Simon on this one. I like the the Jags at one a little bit a little bit more level headed, and the the Texans at two. I think Malik Willis will probably start in Tennessee, right? They have if, he does, if he they have if, if he does, they're going worse than two and fifteen. But I think the Colts and the Titans finish horribly. Kind of regardless. Yeah, uh, I have the Jags pretty easily winning this one. Don't have to get too much into it. Um, I also think Malik Willis is maybe the worst quarterback I've ever seen. Pretty blatantly put. Uh, ben, aren't you a Malik Willis stan? Yeah, I liked him before his NFL career took off. More just like I've seen some good stuff about him on Twitter. Some accounts I follow and like support just kind of saw eye to eye with me on him. So I kind of blind, had some blind faith. But after watching the dude play one snap in the NFL, I kind of my um, support has kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah, he can't throw football. Like they threw what, like three passes with him in like a game and just like gave it to Derrick Henry. So I mean, I don't know. Derrick Henry's not getting any younger, too. Yeah. I, uh, I think the Colts won't be as bad as you make them out to be. I think Jonathan Taylor shouldn't be forgotten about. I know last year was brutal, especially for fantasy owners. But, I mean, I, I see no reason to completely write him off. Uh, I feel like they always have a half-decent defense. So, I mean, they lost Gilmore, who's probably the best corner in the league. Um, so, what? No, no, it's because uh, he's on the Cowboys, dude. He's a Belichick merchant, dude. We'll uh, we'll touch on him later. Top five too. Don't forget that. We'll we'll touch on him when we get to the NFC East. But uh, yeah, I I think it goes without saying that the Colts and Titans are damn near impossible to make the playoffs, and the Texans maybe could surprise people. And I think the Jags should run away with that. As we're having this interview, I just got the alert of Tyree Kills under police investigation on assault and battery in Miami Beach Marina. So, I mean, there goes those Dolphins picks. Also, speaking of AFC East leaks, I just got a text from one of my sources. DeAndre Hopkins not only just is about to sign with the Patriots, but Jack Jones just got acquitted. Huh. I'm sure neither of those are true. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that's just – I feel like that's another – Tuesday night for Tyree Kill, I think. Yeah, that's not a good thing, though. That's just another day. (laughs) He'll be back at practice tomorrow. He's following (laughs) John Morant, Ezekiel Elliott offseason timeline. Um, All right. Well, we're going to quickly take a break. uh, Then we're going to get back in the hot topic of the AFC West before switching to the NFC and wrapping up with some rewards. So we will be back. All right, welcome back. 
Uh, we're just going to hop right into it here. Don't want to make this episode too, too long. Uh, the AFC West, home of the NFL champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's who I have winning the division, being the number one seed in the AFC at 13-4. and four. I also think the Broncos get in the playoffs at 11-6. and six. I like them. Uh, I'm not that high on the Chargers. I don't, I feel like they constantly underwhelm and not that high on the Raiders, but I don't think either of them they will make games interesting. I just think they have a tough out this season. Boom, maybe you want to uh, keep us going. I mean, as long as Pat Mahomes is in the NFL, the Chiefs are running that division, then I have Chargers sneaking into that last wild card spot. That's uh, in the seventh spot. And then I have the Broncos, 9-8, and eight, and then the Raiders finishing in last. I don't think they're going to be all that good this year. I think Devontae Adams works his way out of Vegas at some point in that season. I've got the same as Booney. I've got the Chiefs, 14-3, and three, number one record in the NFL. Uh, I got the Chargers. I don't have them making the playoffs. I've, I've got them going nine and eight, though. And then the Broncos, eight and nine, right behind them. And then the Raiders with a terrible record far behind them, fourth place. Maybe you want to go? Yeah, I've got the Chiefs winning. Broncos wild card. Chargers behind them. Like Simon. I feel like the Chargers constantly underwhelm. A lot of people have anointed Herbert as an upper echelon quarterback despite doing pretty much nothing in games that matter. So I still think he's a stud and certainly one of the best in the league. But I think at some point you got to show us show us something in a big game. Last year he blew, or the Chargers blew, like a 24 nothing lead to the Jags. And basically no one blamed Herbert for – any of it, even though there were a lot of throws he missed down the stretch in that game. So, yeah, I'm not that high on the Chargers. Raiders, um, I think they're probably trending towards the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And like Jake, I think Devontae Adams will ask out at some point. So, yeah, Chiefs winning pretty easily. Denver wildcard team. Chargers competitive, but just missing out. And Raiders, I think, are one of the worst teams in the league this year. I'm on that train as well. Chiefs Chiefs by a mile. Broncos in a wild card with 10 or 12 wins. Chargers 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 sliding in at 3. I don't think it's going to be all that competitively close, but um up in the 3 spot nonetheless and the Raiders, yeah, they might grab a couple of wins, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I feel like uh any division with Pat Mahomes in it will probably have Pat Mahomes finishing first. I feel like on the Raiders note, like what F was saying about entering the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, when I get Herbert's put on this pedestal for not a ton of good reason, but when you're trying to compete with Mahomes and Herbert in a division, uh, if things start to go wrong early in the season, I don't know why you wouldn't just have a go at getting Caleb Williams because I feel like he can kind of change the future of your franchise. Um, But yeah, we're all on the same page, that division. So moving on over to 
the NFC. Let's go for the NFC East, the juggernaut. Um, I can start off. I have uh, my Dallas Cowboys winning the division at, let me see here, 12 and 5. Um, I think Micah Parsons is the best defender in the NFL. Dak is mid, but mid will get it done because there's weapons upon weapons there. Uh, then I have the Eagles also at 12 and 5 being the first wild card team. I think they're so good. Uh, the G Men, I have them at a mighty 4 and 13, the other side of the coin. I, I, I didn't really realize I had them going that bad, but pains me to do it, but I'm sorry. And then the commanders at three and fourteen. So I got kind of opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um Ev, we can go to you second because you look eager to talk. I mean, I was all ready to lead with the how on earth are the Cowboys better than the Eagles, but I have to start with the Giants. Four and thirteen is just absurd. I mean all right. So I have the Eagles winning the division. I have the Cowboys second, Giants third, but I do have both of them as wild card teams. Um, I think the Cowboys are a lot closer to the Giants than the Eagles, if I'm being honest. I think the Eagles are clear cut above the rest. Um, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy, but I think that is top to bottom, probably the best roster in the NFL, and they only got better in this draft. So, I mean, I think you could drop me on that team and I'd put up MVP numbers. Uh throwing the pigskin so i think the eagles will be really good again cowboys gilmore and cooks are big additions or cooks is a big addition gilmore might be cooked um but the cowboys will be very good um and i I think the giants are just trending upwards i think we improved a lot in the margins um waller i think will be a big help probably the best um receiving option Daniel Jones has ever had, which is pretty sad uh, to say, but it is what it is. I'm happy to have him. Um, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to take a big step forward. I think our defense will be really good. We kept both our coordinators, which I'm very happy about. So, yeah, I think it's uh, another step in the right direction. And I think the commanders are awful. I'm with as uh, here. I got – the Eagles winning the division with the Cowboys just a game back of them, but they're still going to grab that fifth wild card spot. So, no, don't worry too much, Simon. You got a pretty good, good, pretty good seat there. And then Giants seven and ten, pretty. I think they're just going to be average. I'm. I know no one's worried about it, but I'm worried about Saquon. I this contract dispute is just breaks my heart to see uh, just a homegrown player just sitting out on his team but i could not be less worried and then zero minutes he's not playing for and then the commanders are gonna be absolute garbage and finish up the fourth but i don't know the giants seven and ten i mean i could see a little worse i could see a little better i mean i have the seahawks in that seven spot seven wild card spot at 12 and five and i just i can't see the giants winning that many games so you have you have the last playoff team at twelve and five. Well, I have I got the Hawks. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but well, that just is basically impossible. No, it's not. I think so it's a very bottom heavy top heavy. Okay, all right. I mean, I have it pretty bottom heavy, pretty top heavy because 
I mean, you got, I'm not going to without spoiling it. I mean, I already told the, who I was going to win, but I mean, you got Vikings, Lions in one division. You got the Eagles, Cowboys in another. 49ers, Seahawks in another division. And then the division winner in the NFC South. So, I mean, there's your seven teams. I just I don't think, think. I think it's going to be two, 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 and one. I mean, I can't see there are going to be three teams from the NFCs. Especially with how – I think the problem is is that you have to play the Eagles and the Cowboys four times, like total. I mean, I think it's going to be tough to even win one of those games for the for the Giants. I can't see them going better than one and three. I mean, I'm, it's probably going to be 0-4. All right. Like, okay. I mean, and that's a tough way to start your season at 0-4, like against the in-division. So, I mean, if you could somehow, mm-hmm. somehow grab 12 more wins – and one loss. I mean, be my guess, but I'm I'm not seeing it, buddy. I'm sorry. One Jalen Hurts tweaked ankle. One Michael <laughs> Parsons old allegation and, <laughs> and they're still better than the Giants. I think the Commanders can be a sneaky, uh, sneaky out. Sam Howell, that man can throw. He could throw the rock. I'm high on Sam Howell. You can check the Twitter. I quoted him best quarterback in the draft. So. We'll see. I think he could sneak a, sneak a game against the Giants, especially dude, at home. That's a take you should be trying to delete, not bringing back up on this podcast. No, dude, I'm I'm sticking with my guns, dude. I'm a big Sam Howell guy. All right, all right, That's we'll fine. see. All right, we can let, uh, take. we can let Ben or Brad take the floor. Yeah. Uh, I I think we're gonna be. I'd like to I'd like to fight up for the bid for the big dogs here. I think I think we're gonna be punching punching a war at two and three here. For the Cowboys and the Giants, uh, as long as if Saquon gears up, if Saquon gears up seventeen games, plays plays in blue and red, unfortunately not for the Pats, uh, and he isn't swinging any like any any media in a negative light over there. I think that's always a huge problem when I, when there's like holdouts is that they're just like swinging all that momentum into like this like all this negative energy. But if he suits up. They get going. Waller coming in roasting hot. Not actually. He didn't actually have a great year last year, but good option for Danny D. And uh, a little Isaiah Hodgins action on the outside. I mean, I wouldn't want to see that twice a year. Brad, you raise a great point. And thankfully, we have a very mature adult leader of men at the quarterback position. And that won't be a problem. He'll have these boys ready to roll. We're focused. Sundays, we're taking the field. It's business. We're not showing up wearing these ridiculous outfits. We're wearing nice suits. We're playing the game the right way, and we're getting a result. I'm glad to hear that. I, re- I really am. I think more it's De- Brian Dable than you have Daniel Jones leading men. I think Dable's the only reason this team is winning games because that roster is terrible. I mean, Dable is incredible. He's the best thing to happen to this team probably since we drafted Eli Manning. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. But um, – and I also – I'm not worried about Saquon in the slightest. I think things will get worked out. I mean, I'm – like, I've never been more torn on something in my life. Saquon is one of my favorite athletes ever. I want nothing more than for him to be a giant for his whole career. But paying running backs, there's basically no examples of it working out. So – that does worry me, obviously, but I'm optimistic that they'll find the right number and it'll it'll all be a thing of the past soon. Benny Beers, you wanna wrap us up here in the NFC? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'd like to quickly mention that I've reached the point of the podcast where I'm no longer wearing anything on the bottom half of my body. Um, just so you guys know, I think we're getting the exact replica of what happened last year. I think Cowboys take the division with ease. I think they're so much better than every other team in that. I mean, the Eagles, not the Cowboys. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Um, so much better than every other team in that division. I think they coast to the division title. And uh, probably Cowboys second, Eagles third, mid-off, both losing the first round of the playoffs. Both will make it. Commanders far behind. There were a lot of... Uh like mispronunciations in that monologue right there. I think you, know you, what I'm trying I to think you only mentioned the Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, for the Eagles, four spots. Eagles won by a lot. Um, <laughs> Cowboys two, Giants three. Uh, one game separate. Nine and eight, eight and nine, whichever one. It doesn't matter to me. Both losing in the first round, both making it though. And then her in the wildcard game. And then Manders maybe winning like four or five games. All right. Um, I got a couple things to wrap us up here in the NFC East. One, I think Jake's take on Sam Howell. I think Howell could be working a desk job in a few years. Uh, I think it's most um, likely that that's the case then. He's going to be sitting next to Dak. Uh, yeah, honestly, maybe. Um, and I'm not going to argue that. Next, uh, on the Giants schedule, I went back, looked at my picks, and there's only two, maybe three, I'd consider flipping. Uh, one would be week two in Arizona. Um, I mean, you have us losing, bro. What? Tyler, Brad, Brad, he's out, dude. Did he I mean, tear his ACL? Tyler he, has a t- he has a torn ACL. He has a torn ACL, dude. He's not playing. <laughs> yes, dude. Might not win a game. Dude, the Cardinals are on like one and sixteen this okay, year. I'll, I'll flip. Breaks that. my heart. Absolutely, it breaks my heart. But I'll, I'll flip that. Wait, um, how long is Kyler out for? He's not playing. Like at least it doesn't even matter. At least he's playing. He's in the. They're they're in the Caleb. They're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, not the beat yeah. Giants sweepstakes. Um. So I'll flip that. My apologies. Uh. Then week fifteen against the Saints in New Orleans. I got the Saints, but I'd I'd consider flipping that. Otherwise, I'm standing pretty firm on all my other picks. Um then all right. I think we are ready to move on. Let's head down to or up rather to the NFC North. Uh where I have let's see what I got here. I've actually got the Chicago Bears winning the division at a rather unimpressive. Didn't you say you had the Lions winning last week? Yeah, I I had to go back through the. Uh... I just have to interject. I, I do too, dude. Do that the Bears cool. have a quarterback? No, dude. They have a yes. running back. Dude, Fields. Okay. Don't sleep on Fields. I'm not as concerned. The Bears. I, I, the Bears, I, the Bears are not, winning four games, but don't sleep on Fields. That joke has been the running back joke has been overused, but I don't consider Justin Fields a quarterback. I'm gonna wait for my turn for that. Um, I, yeah, I think what they did in the off season was great. It'll probably benefit them more down the line than it will necessarily this year. I got them winning. Sue me. I also I think you know they're moving. Shout out uh my roommate my roommate Thomas Novak. Um, 
big Bears guy lives a couple miles from where the new Bears stadium's going down. I think there's a buzz in Chicago. I think good things are happening. Uh, but I also have the Lions and Vikings also at ten and seven. So I think it's going to be a three three headed dragon in the uh, the North. Bears winning on tiebreakers. Uh, but I like those three teams. Packers at seven and ten, not too too far behind, but. Uh, I don't really think they're in the hunt. All right, well, I'm I'm just going to ignore that Bears take that you just had. So, for me, I have the Vikings winning the division with the Lions getting a wild card spot. But, I mean, I could see either of those teams winning the division. I think both are pretty talented. I think both are just solid teams. They're both going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, you could flip them, and I'm not going to get upset. But, I mean, the Bears – I mean, seven and ten max like that. I just I can't see them being good. And then, who else we have in that division? What am I missing? Oh, the and then the the Packers are terrible. I think Jordan Love is garbage. I mean, what Jair wants to call him the best quarterback in the league, but he has to be smoking the ayahuasca that Rogers left over there because there is no shot that they're they're gonna suck. I, I think this is going to be the closest division together between between all four of these guys. I Because I, th- I think that the Vikings and the Lions are probably the, the two better teams out of the four. But they always get his, – literally historically, they're always, like, fighting their way into, like, these, like, stupidly close games, like win or lose. Like, they're always battling into these weird ones come the fourth quarter. And uh, I I like Justin Fields a lot, and uh, Jordan Love under Aaron Rodgers for for how many years now? I wouldn't I wouldn't be so surprised. They got a couple second year wide receivers out split. Got a mean mean backfield in uh, Aaron Jordan, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon as well. I uh, I think this one's all going to come down to divisional games. I'm not sure if Ben's awake, but I was hoping to go last. So if you're awake, Ben, you could go. Uh, um, I've got <clears throat> Vikings winning the division. Um, and then the Packers eight and nine, Lions also eight and nine. I got the Bears going four and thirteen. Go ahead, Ev. I'm about to flip this one on its head. I have the Packers winning this division. Um, I think they've just got a great culture in place. They're never going to be bad. They have a good defense, great running game, like Brad mentioned. And I think Jordan Love is just going to be solid. And I think in that in this division, that's enough. I think the Lions will be good, but I don't think they're ready to win a division. I have them second. The Vikings won all those one-score games a year ago. If NFL history tells us everything, it's that all those games are going to flip this year. Uh, so I think they'll be third. I don't have them making the playoffs. And then I have the Bears. As long as they have Justin Fields, I will have them fourth. I, I don't know if I've ever been more invested in a take. I don't think that guy's good at all. So maybe he'll prove me wrong. More power to you, Justin, if you do. But I don't think he's got the goods. So that's where I... That's how I think have things shaking out. Packers winning it. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they got they got guys on the wide receiver tree now. You got DJ Moore out there, Chase Claypool with a full year, full off season. I think there's uh there's something cooking in Chicago. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll give you DJ Moore. That's a nice upgrade. Chase Claypool. I think I could hold them under thirty. Don't forget about Darnell Mooney, so quick. And, and Cole Kmet. Oh my God, we got names here. We got names. <laughs> um. Bringing the books together. Uh, Who's the um, running back now, though? Is Dave Montgomery's gone now? Donta Foreman and Khalil Herbert. Oh, my God. Their running back is where jersey number one. Um, I think uh, also has to be mentioned, they did some work on defense uh, in the offseason. They got Tremaine Edmonds among, I think, a few other additions. But I think their defense is going to look sharper. I, I mean, I don't need you guys to agree with me. Just don't be shocked when the boys in Chicago start putting together something. I'm um, going to personally guarantee that the Packers don't win that division. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just guaranteeing that. Um, all right. you yeah, we can. Um, all right, so uh, I say we move on, move on. to NFC South and kind of just – should we just skip this one? Yeah, I think we <laughs> Let's just not do, uh, spend too much time on this one. <laughs> buzz round and Ben leave. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he he was gonna go down as one of the worst hosts ever. Uh, ben without his drawers on is up there for one of the least <laughs> hosts of all time. But we are pushing towards the end. I know this is a long episode. So uh, personally, I have the. Uh, Panthers winning at seven and ten in the worst division ever. That's all. Uh, I got uh, the Saints winning that. Just worst of the best of the worst, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody's nobody's putting up double win, double digit wins in this division. I don't think, but I got the Falcons. I respect that from Brad. I don't think it's too far fetched, but I'm gonna go with the Saints as well. I mean, if Raiders, if Desmond Raiders playing, I don't know, but we'll see with Bijan. I'm a little worried about uh, Bryce Young's ability to see over the offensive line, but we'll see. He did it in college. Uh, it's overblown. Okay, finally pushing into the NFC West, this fun division. Uh, I'll get us going. I've got the Niners finishing with the best division and the NFC at 14-3. and three. Then I think the Rams will get into playoffs at ten and seven. Um, I mean, I I feel like they'll kind of find their way back to where they were two seasons ago. Uh, I like the Seahawks, but only at nine and eight. And then finally, Cardinals with the worst, even with that win against New York, uh, which I had, which I've since erased. Uh, I had them at three and fourteen. I'll now put them at two and fifteen. I got Niners winning that division, Seahawks making the playoffs, Rams not being great, and then Cardinals getting the first overall pick in the draft, and uh, maybe moving on from Kyler. Or trading, I agree with or trading, you, or trading in the pick, or trading the pick. Till you almost stop talking. No, I think Niners are clear one. I think, but uh, Seahawks will be creeping up there. Um, I haven't actually looked at the gone through the schedules for the Seahawks and the Rams, but I think the Seahawks take two spot pretty easily uh, and make the playoffs as the first or second wild card. 
Um, uh, yeah, the Cardinals might go winless. I hope. I hope that. I think. I think Kyler's out till week six or eight, and then. I hope they just don't play him this year, for the sake of football. Yeah, I've got. Um, I mentioned on the last episode that I would have the Seahawks winning the division. I'm sticking with that. Brad, I thought you might be riding with me. I know you're a big Seahawks believer. But, yes, I will be taking the Seahawks to win this division. I have the Niners wild card. Um, I have the Rams third. I do think they'll be good fighting for a playoff spot. Not sure they'll get it, but I do think they'll have a big bounce back. And then I also have the Cardinals selecting Caleb Williams uh, in next year's draft, possibly going 0-17. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be ugly down there. Um so... I think, yeah, both those South divisions are just garbage and I feel like the NFC West might I don't know, those I don't think the Rams are gonna be that good either. I think there's some bad teams in the NFC this year. I think it's kinda of top heavy, bottom heavy compared to the AFC. But we'll see. I think the Cardinals will get the first pick there. All right. Um I'm going to – we can kind of just talk Super Bowl. We can do what you want. I'm going to quickly rip through my playoffs. Uh, you should only take a sec. I've got four seed, Jags beating five seed, Steelers, then three seed, Ravens beating the six seed, Broncos, two seed, Bills beating the seven seed, Bengals. And then in the NFC wildcard round, I've got the five seed, Eagles, upsetting the four seed, Panthers, in probably – what could go down as the worst playoff game of all time. Um, then Rams upsetting the three-seed Bears, Cowboys taking care of the Vikings, moving on to the divisional round, uh, Ravens beating the Bills, Chiefs beating the Jags, Eagles beating my Dallas Cowboys, 49ers beating the Rams, and then uh, Chiefs beating Ravens, Niners beating Eagles, and Chiefs winning another Super Bowl. And I've said this before, as long as Mahomes is in the league, I'm going to wager $100 on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl at the beginning of every season. And I would be appalled if I don't turn a profit by the end of his career. Yeah, I don't have all the uh, playoffs mapped out, but I also will uh, go with the Chiefs to win it all. I haven't landed on a NFC counterpart yet for the Super Bowl, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anyone beating the Chiefs as long as uh, Mahomes is healthy. So I didn't do the whole playoffs, but I mean, kind of be lame here again. I'm gonna go Chiefs as well, even though deep down in my heart I hope it's the Jets. But I think their counterpart is actually gonna be the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys sneak through as a wild card spot in that five seed. I can't see the Eagles. Going back to back, I mean, Vikings, I don't know, Niners. I mean, quarterback kind of sketchy. Whoever wins that South Division is going to suck. And I mean, I don't know. I could, I think the Cowboys have a little bit of magic this year, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a Chiefs again, which is kind of lame, but maybe something else. I think it's going to be an AFC team that wins, but we'll see. It'll be uh, interesting. I don't have anything going in the playoff bracket either. Um, always gonna be always gonna be tough to beat that man, but 
I don't know who who might be able to do it this year. Maybe the uh, maybe the Ravens or the Bengals. Maybe the yeah, Ravens I think I think the Ravens and Bengals are the two teams with a shot. I think I think a real sneaky team is the Jaguars. Like if for value wise, I think Jaguars are a sneaky team. Dude, I'm so high on Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a absolute massive step. I think Doug Marone's a great coach. I think oh no not is it Doug Marone? Who's Doug Peterson. Definitely Doug Peterson. not Doug Marone. Not Doug Marone. That was Doug the old one. Definitely not, not a great old one. Old one. Old one. Doug Peterson. I think. I mean, you already saw him take a leap last year. I think it's going to be even bigger this year. Obviously, they're getting Calvin Ridley. Another just great you know what weapon. They say. Never bet against Calvin Ridley. <laughs> <laughs> I think with ETN a full year. I mean, you got Ridley. You got um, who's the other wide receiver on the other side? I don't know my fantasy team. I'm blanking. Who is Kirk. it? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. I mean, they got a decent team. I mean, I could. I mean, Evan Ingram, obviously, ex Jet. I think. I mean, Giant. He had a great, uh, great year. I mean, I don't know. Football. I think for uh, I think for like a sneaky value bet, I think Jaguars might be a fun pick. I think they're gonna be a fun team too. I think they're very easy to root for. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna be that far back. I think they're gonna have them up there. I think also because I think they're, they're going to be. I think they're going to be. Because their division, their division's so bad too that I think they're going to have a great record and they're going to quite pot and they could have like a very easier route to the play, like to the like the championship game, yeah. the AFC championship game, just because of their seeding, because of their division. So we'll see. I think they could snag a two or three seed. So I don't think they're going to overtake the Chiefs as one seed, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Um. I think we should hold off award predictions. We still have a long yeah. off season ahead of us. Yeah, it's been a long uh, episode. Uh, I don't know, this felt like it was dragging on, but uh, this will probably be one of our longer episodes. And we just rambled through our divisions. But uh, hopefully, if you made it to the for, end, you enjoyed it. For next episode, maybe get into some MLB. Yeah, finally, we we're pretty much yet to talk about MLB. We have some. Some fun topics there. We could talk about. There's a number of things we could talk about, but uh, don't even don't even get me started. The election. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, never it's never too far to look at. It's never too far to look look ahead. Yeah, there you go. If that made sense. I don't know if that made sense. I think everyone's tired. Um. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back with a third episode, hopefully within the week, and. Take care and we'll see you guys soon.